share life stories of various individuals to inspire and educate. You're listening to Anecdotes, a podcast hosted by two millennials, Timothy and Vance. Thank you for joining us on this learning journey. Let's discover our why together. Welcome to episode 29 of Anecdotes, a show where we share inspiring stories and learn how to become better each day, one anecdote at a time. I'm Vance, and as always, I'm joined with a co-host, Timothy. For this episode, Tim shared his interaction with a stranger he met and how he learned about the importance of mentoring and always learning. Listen on for more. Our opening and closing music is by Joachim Karut. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or anywhere podcasts are found. So, today, I'm going to make a conscious effort to enunciate each word. Not each word, but uh, to make to make my voice sound a bit clearer. Because after listening to last week's episode, or last, last week's, or rather, it just sounded very lazy again. <laughs> so you want to sound more appealing right now? Appealing? I, I don't know whether appealing is the right word. But Sounds sexy. Not sexy, but just <laughs> sounds like I have more energy. Okay. Yeah. So for this week, um, work has been tough lately, again. But I think this is what they call the grind. If work is not tough, it's not worth doing. That sounds familiar. I think I read it from a Z runner's yeah, article. Yeah, correct. Yeah, okay. And uh, anyway, it's, it isn't a rant about work. But rather the perks of this job. I get to meet cool people from different walks of life. Mainly the property agents. And I feel I can learn a great ton of stuff from them. And today I met this interesting chap. I'm not sure how old is he, but he's definitely older than me so what I learned from him was he shared with me how he was unsuccessful at first when he was in this property he know nothing he didn't have anyone to teach him Mm -hmm. all he learned was on the job and how he even came into property was pretty funny eh, as well because when he finished his O-levels, I think he didn't do well. And he wasn't sure what to do. So, people asked him what what was his skill set. He just said, uh, I don't know, I don't have any skill set. Which is quite normal. I think everyone feels that way. Yeah. So, his uncle said, you don't have anything. But you got a mouth, right? You can talk, right? So, you're going to do sales, ah. Uh. So oh. he went to do sales. Uh. So he went to sell, apply for automobile companies. So he applied for ABC company as a car salesman. Okay. And he told me that this company at first, they didn't have any inventory at all. So they're just like selling the cars. But they only buy the cars when someone wants to buy it. Uh. Oh, so so they have zero uh? inventory at all. Okay. So it's like a so like a I don't know, kind of 
swindler company or something like that. <laughs> oh, I get... Not exactly, right? Because... Yeah. Actually, it reminds me of uh, Daniel Ong. Uh, yeah. Right. He did the tuition thing and everything. Mm. And then after that, he moved on to other companies that sell... He went to Ford. And then after that, he went to sell lorries from Isuzu. And then he shared with me... Actually, to this day, I don't know much about lorries. <laughs> I'm selling it. I'm just selling myself. Making the buyer like me. And then the mm. deal is halfway done already. Yeah. The the deal is sealed. As long as a person trusts you. And he mentioned that he did. He didn't say he did the little things, but he's mentioned stuff like, um, for example, if the lorry needs servicing, he would drive all the way down and handle the lorry and send it to servicing and bring it back. Wow. And that is... A-star customer service. Yeah. And he said, and then I just said, yeah, those are the, it's actually the little things that matter. So, but this guy is not really good with English. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's the Hokkien, he's, he's the Hokkien, Hokkien Chinese, I mean, but he's nice mm. enough to have a conversation with me, just to share with me the difficulties he faced and not everyone is nice enough to tell you that, hey, this is where you are not good at. Improve yourself in the in the aspect. Because he feel that he needed to tell me how everyone would feel uh, when they look at me. Because I'm new and people can tell that I'm new. So naturally, the inclination is, oh, I don't trust this guy. I wouldn't want to give him something and then he screw up my things. Yep. My whole deal could go past. So he told me that I needed to work on the way I communicated stuff. Build, ra- build trust, yeah, build, build rapport. rapport. And since you know that you can't fool them, that you look inexperienced, so you need to show to them your value some other way. Mm. And the only way is to solve their problems. And that is how you provide value. You solve people's problems. Not by telling, oh, I can do this, do that, do this, do that. But when push comes to shove, you need to show up and handle the problem. Mm. So... I think that was what triggered me to share with him any little information that I know that could help them with their job. Because there are certain rules and regulations that they are unfamiliar with. But I may be unfamiliar, but I still can go and find it out for them. Hmm. So I went with that notion and I share with what I learned yesterday and it so happens everything just came into place. at the right time. Yeah, it came into mm. place. If it wasn't for the person that I met yesterday, I wouldn't have thought of that scenario and how and the solution to it. And it was because of that that, was, that I was able to share this piece of information with the rest of them to make their lives easier in that sense. 
And then one thing led to another. They started asking me questions and I just answered them based on whatever knowledge I had. And hopefully, it built some kind of rapport. And one thing that this guy shared with me that really stood out was there's this uh, old saying in Chinese where the master will only teach you 9 out of 10 skills. He mm. will always save one skill to have leverage over you so that he will always be your master. And then he told me that his perception, his mindset about that change over the years. He realized that he needed to share with people his full arsenal of knowledge so that he has to share ten, all ten skills so that he would think of an additional, one more additional skill to get leverage over the other person. Hmm. And, yeah. So in other words, he imparts everything he knows mm. as an ethical, I don't know, as an ethical way of handling it. Mm. And then, he, he goes out to acquire even more knowledge so that he has the ability to teach you even more. Yeah, in a way, is kind of portraying that selflessness mm. where he he wants to share you everything you know to help you genuinely and he realizes that by doing so he's actually gaining even more because when you are able to communicate an idea effectively and explain it and let someone internalize it you it means your understanding of that particular topic is that good that you're able to convince someone. Mm. So, in that sense, that's why they say you learn even better when you're teaching. Yeah. Mm. And he communicated that in his own way. La. So... You you paraphrased it in such a way that it's easier for us to understand, uh, right? I, I I think so. I mean, maybe it's just my perspective on the way he explained and how I derived that kind of thing. But mm. he said that he learned that he needed to give share all ten, and then he'll think of an additional one. Which means to say, which means he he's willing to share everything and level the playing field and force himself to think of something out of the ordinary. I think I think it goes back to the the idea that you need to constantly improve yourself. So you need to always be learning. Because the yes. old notion of, you know, I'm a master and you're my disciple so I have to keep some things for you so that I always have... Leverage. I'm always on a higher level than you, right? Yes. I always have leverage over you. But that's the old kind of thinking because maybe in the past there aren't that many things to discover or rather they don't know that there's a lot more things out there for them to discover. But only recently, in this new age where you know information is easily available, is how we manipulate those, imi- do those information into knowledge. Not manipulate, but rather turn those information into knowledge so that it can help us. So we must be always learning. Mm. And even though we only have 10 right now, it doesn't mean that we won't have more. Mm. In the in the future, yeah, 
And uh, another thing that really stood out to me was uh, he mentioned that I needed to be more confident in the way I presented myself. And But he also said that, but, okay, I told him that, yeah, I'm aware of that because people say I speak very lazily. Yeah. Nasally or lazily, uh, I don't know. Okay, but <laughs> what he told me that made me remember it so well was don't change yourself too much that it's all unnatural. Mm. You want to retain a bit of yourself. Okay, he didn't really say it that way, but I know that's what he's driving at. So don't be so unnatural and so different that at the end of the day, you don't even recognize yourself anymore. Because it will appear as ungenuine. And people can tell when you're not being yourself. I guess maybe... I know this is this is this is what makes sense of it. He he knows that you know after speaking with you, he knows that you have good intentions to help these property agents and to help people who want you know mortgage loans and everything, right? But because you're still new to the industry, there are certain things that you're not sure of. You're uncertain. Mm. You and because of the, those uncertainties and those things that you're not very familiar with yet, you sound unconfident. Right? And because of that, he thinks that, you know, you just need to focus on your your genuine uh, desire to help people mm. and not focus on the part where you're not s- certain. So you're confident in the sense that you're confident that you can help the person, not confident in... The um, product knowledge. In yes. Yeah, I guess so. I I think that's quite true. And... Honestly, if it wasn't for this little interaction, I probably won't have much to say about this week. So, I guess it came at an opportune time. And a friend once told me this. There's a reason for everything that takes place. There's a reason why you meet this person. So, I guess it's all fate, they say. <laughs> I guess that's fate but L- luck also uh, yeah. yeah and mm. uh, I feel it takes two hands to clap la. like normally no stranger will share with you this kind of stuff if they don't feel comfortable with you yeah and I do enjoy that and then some some of them just talk to me or like oh my son's going to university where should he apply that kind of stuff so I feel like made some new acquaintances in that regard. And I kind of liked it. Even though I feel tired now, but it's not because of what introversion or extroversion kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just tired because I'm out the whole day. So that's what that's what I learned is that, you know, you can learn a lot of stuff from everyone, but it still depends on you how you extract value from that conversations. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. People say that, you know, there's there's always something to learn from everyone. Mm. Right? But it doesn't mean that it doesn't re- we don't require a certain skill that allows us to extract that value like what you said from that person's experiences or speech or whatever that the person is trying to say, trying to impart. Right? 
Because learning is a skill in itself, right? Really? It is a skill in itself, especially in this day of age. Learning is a very important skill to acquire. Because in school, they don't, they don't teach you how to learn. They teach you how to memorize, right? Mm-hmm. And you said this before. Mm-hmm. Really? The education system, whether it's in Singapore or any other places, yeah. most education system is focused on... It's, yeah, it's predicated on memorizing and following rules, right? papers. Yeah. It doesn't um, cultivate out-of-the-box thinking. I think that's why I'm so square. <laughs> I'm not very adaptable. And it doesn't and most schools don't teach you how to learn. Because you know, learning is actually quite a quite a yeah, tough thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And because of that, I think, you know, even though there's always a lesson behind every single phase, like most of us think, right? There's always something to learn from someone else. But we need to acquire that skill to be able to listen. Mm. And extract the value. That's true. Oh, yeah. Now I get where you're coming from. Yeah, so... Maybe I'm not that square after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the fact that you can extract you know, a certain kind of value from the people you meet, the interactions mm. that you make mm. throughout the whole day, which is why I guess, to a certain extent, uh, you know, if you read some articles online, they tell you that rounding out your day with a reflection... Mm. It's actually quite beneficial for you, even though it might seem as something that's very normal or yes. something that's very ordinary, but it's something that most of us don't do nowadays on a daily basis yeah. or even on a monthly basis. <laughs> we don't stop and think about whatever ha- that's happened, right? Yeah, we are too bogged down with so many of our thoughts that we don't even stop to think at times what's going on and that's how mindfulness came about right mm. being mindful being aware yeah mm. uh, and I've tried meditating <laughs> it's not easy I feel uh, I feel like I have difficulty breathing each time they tell me to focus on my breathing I know it sounds <laughs> ironic ironic because when I focus on my breathing, I'm supposed to breathe well. But yeah. I feel like I can't I lack oxygen each time I try to do it. I feel like there's something stuck in my chest when I try to focus on my breathing. I just have this random thought that because human beings take breathing as yes. for granted, right? It is. We're breathing all the time. Yeah, it's always a subconscious thing. So when we're actually conscious of how we breathe, suddenly it feels very unnatural because if we were to be consciously conscious of breathing, mm. I mean, not, not consciously conscious, continuously conscious of our breathing, we wouldn't have... We can't function. Yeah, we can't function or anything else, right? We, just we can't be, do anything else. Yeah, so I guess... Now I'm breathing. <laughs> like, thinking about my breathing. And my chest feels a bit tight. <laughs> I think it's also because, you know, we're always thinking, what's next, what's next, what's next? Mm. But we never do an AAR, an after-action review to look at, you know, what, what has passed, what can we learn from what, what has happened and everything. Mm. So, yeah, that's where mindfulness and being self-aware comes in. Yeah. Interesting. And I think, uh, well, this podcast is 
a journal then. Yeah, it is. It is in some ways a diary <laughs> of our own, a journal of our own anecdotes. Yeah, of whatever anecdotes that we have. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just hope things get better soon. <laughs> Good luck. It's a uh, quite difficult part of the job, especially at the start. I mean, there's no pressure from the bosses or anything, but it's just pressure that you put on yourself. Partly because I do not know whether it's because of the monetary aspect, <laughs> or is it because the of the ego? I guess partially, partially. Yeah. Half half. You don't want to be seen as un incapable or incapable. Incapable. Incapable, yeah. Incompetent. Yeah, incompetent and stuff. But it's natural, I guess, because you compare, right? Yeah. You compare with someone who has done that and that's the benchmark you're set against. But it's always easier said than done. You can say, yeah, don't compare. Everyone is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And which leads me to another interesting story that Guy mentioned is that um, he realized that selling is not selling what you think is good. Selling is listening to what the buyer wants mm -hmm. and then recommending it. Which I know I think I've said before, but it's just a reminder again that everyone is different. And Listening is also a skill. Yes, it is. How many of us listen? Because nowadays, we just say what we, we want to hear, honestly. Even this. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> listening is important, though. Hmm. Yeah. There's always this saying, we have one mouth and two ears for a reason. So that you can... So that you listen twice as much as you talk. Mm. Yeah, and um, and this is the time that I look forward to and I treasure even more now since my time is limited and I can't record at whim. So it makes me appreciate the time that I can spend on this little project. And whereas a few months ago, when we were still in the same company. There were times where you I just didn't want to do it because I had a lot of time. So yeah. I didn't really cherish it as much as I do now. Which is why, even though I'm not exactly very, very energized, but I'm still... I think what is keeping me going is not the willpower anymore. Mm. It's just the... Willingness. The willingness. Yeah, the willingness to do it. Not because of extrinsic factors, but intrinsically, it's something that I want to do. It's the passion that's driving it right now, not your willpower. Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, it's I mean, in the earlier episodes, it's also therapeutic. Yeah. There's a reason why the worst form of punishment is solitary confinement. <laughs> 
That's the worst. I think yeah. there's nothing worse than that. We can't go without speaking to anyone for at least a week, I think. Yeah. I can't imagine not speaking to anyone for a day, actually. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it can be any any form of communication, whether, whether is it spoken, written, or... I mean, there's... I think it must be spoken. Yeah, it must be spoken, of course, but... um. That, that that's not to say that if let's say you were to write a letter to someone, that is some sort some form of communication, right? And I think if let's say in a situation where you don't even have anyone to talk to, even writing a letter to yourself might be therapeutic. I think that works. That's why the movie Cast Away, if you remember, Tom Hanks. No, I didn't watch that. He talked to uh, the ball called Wilson. Because oh the friend is called Wilson. So his only friend was Wilson. Because he was cast on an island. Exile. Uh, not exile, but I think a plane wreck or shipwreck or something. Okay. I think you should watch it. It's pretty done good acting. Sounds like, a, sounds like an old movie. It is an old movie. Okay. Cast away. And okay, over I think I'll wrap up for <laughs> this because I think I've overshot. <laughs> it's alright. Yeah, a wrap up would be, you know, just take time to appreciate the conversations you have. Whether it's a stranger, whether it's a close friend, try to tweak your mind a little to get some kind of value out of that interaction. And also provide value to the other person. Yeah, and doing so just makes this transaction that much pleasant, much Mm. more pleasant than a one-way thing where someone just gives you value and you don't give any back. Mm. Yeah, and it also made me enjoy more of what I'm doing. It makes me look forward to meeting new people, sharing my experiences, even though people look at me like I'm some young fuck who doesn't know anything. (laughs) But hopefully that will change. I mean, I can't do anything about how I look. Technically you can, but... (laughs) I mean... Let's not go there, please. Yeah la. I mean <coughs> technically I can but there's no point la. Yeah, you so much you change the outer side. What's 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 more important is the inside, yeah, right? So what I can do is that since I know that that's not my strength, then find a strength that I'm good at la. Which mm. is I don't know, maybe being relatable, being approachable. I think I can work on that. Mm. Because since people don't see me as a threat, <laughs> then I guess that's my strength then. Yeah. So a wrap-up would be, you know, just take time, be mindful, be more aware on the little things. Appreciate each, each conversation. And okay. That's it. That's it. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> That's it. 
Thank you for staying until the end of the podcast. If you enjoyed this, share this with your friends and tag us on Instagram or Facebook to connect with us. Would appreciate any sort of feedback. Be sure to check out the show notes at theanecdotes.net. T-H-E-A-N-E-C-D-O-T-E-S.net. Thank you once again.